Welcome to Friendship with God. Today, Tom Cantor will finish teaching us about the life of a leper and how New Testament lepers were healed by faith in Jesus Christ and not by their own good works. This message is available for free download at friendshipwithgod.org. Now, I remember the day when the oncologist told me, he said, you have non-Hodgkin's lymphoma cancer and it's incurable. Well, I'm a scientist and Cancer is one of the areas that my company works in, and so it's one of the areas that I'm familiar with, and we've been involved in cancer diagnostics and clinical trials and so forth, but I, but I remember when that happened, and then I was online, and I remember reading the blogs from other cancer patients, and I was so surprised to find out how informed these cancer patients were about their cancer and especially the various clinical trials that were going on. And as I read those blogs and was thinking about them, there was one theme that stood out about every other theme, and that was the theme of these people have a hope for a cure. They have a hope for a cure. They have terminal, incurable cancer, but they have a hope for a cure. And the theme that was going through those blogs as they talked back and forth to each other was basically, hang in there. Cures right around the corner. There's a hope of a cure. You know, cancer patients are always looking for any information that gives them a hope for the cure. And these 10 men were, with their incurable leprosy, they had a hope for a cure. Any cure, medicinal, miraculous, doesn't matter. Hope for a cure. We can imagine that these lepers had a favorite passage in the Bible, the history of Naaman. A Syrian, a Syrian captain who was a leper. And they had encouraged themselves in that Bible history with the fact that God had a prophet, Elijah, and God's prophet Elijah miraculously healed Naaman of his leprosy. The great history healed him of his leprosy. God also healed Miriam of her leprosy, as we've been, as we've mentioned in the past, that when Miriam spoke against Moses because he married the black Ethiopian woman, then God was angry with Miriam and turned her into a leper. And then Moses came and prayed for his sister Miriam, and then God healed her of her leprosy. But it says about Naaman in 2 Kings 5.1, Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master and honorable because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor, but he was a leper. Think of the tragedy as you read that. I mean, here's this man who God had given victories to. He was an honorable person. He was a mighty man in valor, but then the statement, he was a leper. You know, how can we people, ourselves, we look at ourselves and all the things we have accomplished, but the bottom line is he was a sinner. He was sinful. And these 10 lepers, they read this and they rehearsed among themselves how the prophet of God, Elijah, had given Naaman instructions for how to be cleansed from his leprosy. And we read about that in 2 Kings 5.10. And Elisha, Elijah sent a messenger unto him saying, Go and wash in Jordan seven times, and thy flesh shall come again to thee, and thou shalt be clean. They'd read that, they rehearsed it among themselves, how that Naaman was told 
go to the river Jordan, dip yourselves these seven times there, and when you do that, your flesh, the promise came, the flesh will come again to you, you'll be clean. And then they read how Naaman had done that in 2 Kings 5.14. Then went he down and dipped himself seven times in Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh came again, like unto the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. We can imagine how those ten men had probably gone down to the Jordan River, maybe at night when no one could see them, maybe some isolated part of the Jordan River, and they dipped themselves seven times in the Jordan River, over and over again, seven times, nothing happened, seven times. And each time, to their great disappointment, they came up out of the Jordan River just as they went into it, a leper. And there was no hope for them in the Jordan River. But now, now, they heard that the Lord Jesus Christ was on his way to their village. And for them, that meant that hope was on his way to their village. And they had heard how he had healed so many people throughout Israel. And they had heard how he had healed so many people from so many diseases, different diseases throughout Israel. Maybe they had heard of of the man in John chapter 9, the man who was born blind, and how the Lord Jesus Christ had came and healed that man of his blindness. That man could see. And they had heard how that man was bold after he'd been healed. And he said to the rulers of the synagogues in John 9, 32, since the world began, was it not heard that any man opened the eyes of one that was born blind? And they probably knew that this blind man, because he was so bold, he was thrown out of the synagogue for claiming that the Lord Jesus Christ was from God. As he says in John 9, 33, so the words of the blind man to the leader of the synagogue, he said, if this man were not of God, he could do nothing. And they probably also heard that the Lord Jesus Christ had said to his 12 disciples on their commissioning in Matthew 10, 5 through 8, when he said these things, these 12 Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, and into any city of the Samaritans enter ye not, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and as ye go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils, freely ye have received, freely give. They heard, they knew the disciples were told, Go cleanse the lepers. Specifically, their disease, hope for a cure. Hope for a miraculous cure. Perhaps it would have been publicized that when John the Baptist was in prison, that he had sent his disciples to ask the Lord Jesus Christ, if, are you really the Messiah? Are you really the one that we should wait for? Or should we look for another? And they perhaps heard that the Lord Jesus Christ told John's disciples, go back, tell John in the prison, report this, in Matthew eleven five, the blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached unto them. Of all those lists, the most important part that they honed in on, they focused in, they held it before themselves, is those words of hope for a cure where it says, the lepers are cleansed. He said, go tell John, 
in prison. The lepers are cleansed. So this is great hope for a cure for these men. And notice how it says in verse 12 of Luke 17. As he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. Why did those ten lepers meet the Lord as he entered into a certain village? Because they were waiting there for him. They had heard that he was coming. They were filled with hope. They were waiting at the entrance of the city. That's very significant that they met the Lord Jesus at the entrance of the city because it shows they had this strong hope for a cure. And then notice how it says in verse 12 that it says that they stood afar off. So they were there at the entrance, but they stood afar off. Why? As it shows that they were hopeless in their situation, but they weren't the only ones who were waiting for the master at the entrance of the city. Because these men, they were still lepers. And they were still lepers and they still had to stand afar off. Continual reminder to themselves and others, they were lepers. And notice in verse 13 how it says that these men lifted up their voices. They lifted up their voices even though they were so far away. When their hope came, they were not ashamed. They were not embarrassed. They knew their opportunity was now come. And they didn't care if anyone else heard them. They didn't care what anybody else thought of them. How could they think any worse of them? They were lepers. And they were going to call out. That's just like us. It's just like us. When we came to the Lord Jesus Christ, we were so filled with the hope for a cure for our sins. It didn't matter what anybody thought of us. We knew that we had an incurable disease of sin. It's so much like us. When we heard about the Lord Jesus Christ, we were suffering under the feeling of being condemned by God. We were suffering under the feeling of the condemnation of God. And so like those lepers, we went out to find the Lord Jesus Christ. We were under the condemnation of God, as it says in John 3, 19. And this is the condemnation that light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. There was a time in our lives when we first heard, when someone first told us about the Lord Jesus Christ, we ran away. And we said, no, I like my sin better. I like my life better. And that was the condemnation. And when that happened, we felt more guilt because the Lord Jesus Christ, that exactly is the condemnation, that light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Like those lepers, we were suffering with no peace. How could there be peace among these ten men? One or the other is constantly calling out, unclean, unclean, no peace. That's the way we were. As it says in Isaiah 48, 22, there is no peace, saith the Lord, unto the wicked. Talks about another place in Isaiah, the, the sea when it casts up mire and dirt. It's constantly agitated. It doesn't rest They cannot rest. And God says, and and that's the way we were. We were suffering under the restlessness. There are times when we might have had a good night's sleep, but the restlessness of the soul, the disquietness inside. No peace, saith my God. And so those lepers, they didn't care what anybody thought about them. That's why they lifted up their voices. And then notice in verse 13, What they said when they lifted up their voices, they said, Jesus, Master. They called him Master. 
That's a very, very important word in Hebrew. Master is the word Adonai. That's what master means, Adonai. They said, Yeshua Adonai. They said, Jesus Adonai. To call someone Adonai is unmistakably to call him God. When they called him Adonai, Master, there's no doubt about it. They were calling him God. They called out to him, Yeshua Adonai. Jesus Adonai. Jesus God. It's just like us. When we came to the Lord Jesus Christ, when we came to him, we came to him as God. God who became a man, yes, but God. There's no doubt in our minds when we came to the Lord Jesus Christ is God that we had to do that. I know in my own life that was the greatest obstacle, the greatest hurdle, as is true for, for Jewish people, is to say he is God. That's it. But that's the point of salvation there because of what he said in John eight twenty four. I said therefore unto you that you shall die in your sins. For if you believe not that I am he, you shall die in your sins. When you read that verse in John 8, 24, you'll notice the word he is in italics. Why is it in italics? Because it's not there in the original. It's indicating to us, the uh, translators are indicating to us that they, they added that. So take it away. And then you read, you shall die in your sins. For if you believe not that I am, you shall die in your sins. What? That I am the great I am. For him to claim that he is the I am. But by the way, after this, they took up stones to kill him because they knew what he was saying. As they had said before to Pilate, he being a man made himself God. They understood he was claiming to be God. When he said, I and my father are Echad, are one. They knew he was saying, the Shema, that he was part of the Elohim. They right in our chapter here in Exodus 3. To tell the Jewish people, Moses says, what name should I tell them? What's your name? And God says, you tell them that my name is I am. I am that I am. That's my name. I am. So when the Lord Jesus Christ said that they had to believe that his name was I am, that he was Yeshua Adonai, that he was the I am, in order to be saved from their sins. And those lepers knew that. And they called out to him as Adonai. And when he called, they called out to him as Adonai, then he healed them. It's just like us. We call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ as God. And notice how they requested, what did they say? They said, have mercy on us, have mercy on us. They were appealing to his mercy, appealing to God's mercy, appealing to the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a very important word, mercy. They were not appealing to him to look at their righteousnesses. They weren't. There's two covenants with God, the one we've studied about. There's the old one. There's the new one. There's two covenants Two Testaments. I'm not talking about the two parts of the Bible when I say that. I'm talking about the Old Covenant. The Old Covenant or the Old Testament. I'm not talking about the first part of the Bible when I say Old Testament. Because it's the Old Covenant. The Old Testament is the covenant or the testament based on the law. It's the law covenant. When a person calls on God to look at my righteousnesses, then he is calling on God to accept him based on the law covenant. On the old covenant, the law. What's the Hebrew word for law? Torah. It's the Torah covenant. The old covenant is the Torah covenant. I'm not talking about when I say the Torah, the first five books of Moses, second of which we're studying now. I'm talking about the law that's in the first five books of Moses. The Decalogue, the Ten Commandments, 
summary of them all. The law, the Torah, the old covenant, the Torah covenant, the law covenant. How, what, is it? what happens when a person relies on the Torah covenant, on the law covenant, on the old covenant? Matthew seven twenty one through 23 explains, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. So stop. We're talking about the issue as entering into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. So stop. We're talking about doing the will of God. Continue. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Now, they were calling on God to accept them based on the law covenant, based on the Torah covenant, based on the mitzvah covenant. Mitzvah means good works. So they were asking God to accept them based on their mitzvahs, based on their good works. That's the old covenant. That's the Torah covenant. That's the law covenant. When a person comes to God and asks God, accept me based on the mitzvahs or the law covenant, the Torah covenant, then that person hears from God these words. I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. How could mitzvahs be iniquity? How could the mitzvah of prophesying or preaching in Jesus' name be a iniquity? How could the mitzvah, the good work of casting out devils, be iniquity? How could the mitzvah of doing many wonderful works be iniquity? Because of what it says in Isaiah 64, 6. But we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags, and we all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. All our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. All our mitzvahs are as filthy rags. All our works to try to keep the Torah covenant, all our works are as filthy rags. How could our righteousnesses be as filthy rags? How could they be unclean? Because there's a difference of opinions between what's righteous and what's not righteous. We think they're righteous. God says they're filthy rags. God wins. But these lepers were not coming to God based on the Torah covenant or the old covenant. They were not saying to him, look at our good works. When we came to the Lord Jesus Christ, we didn't come to him based on the Torah covenant either. We didn't come to him based on our mitzvahs or our good works. We didn't point to our mitzvahs and our good works as a basis for being accepted by God. Because it says in Ephesians 2.19, not of works, not of mitzvahs, not of works, lest any man should boast. In Titus 3.5, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Not by mitzvahs of righteousness, not by the Torah covenant, but according to his mercy, he saved us. According to the mercy covenant, the new covenant, the mercy covenant, he saved us. Galatians 2.16 knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, not by the mitzvahs of the Torah, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even when we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. 
For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. By the mitzvahs of the Torah shall no flesh be justified. So these lepers were not coming to God, and they didn't ask God to accept them based on the Torah covenant. These lepers came to God based on the new covenant, the mercy covenant, the New Testament. I'm not talking about the second part of the Bible when I say New Testament. I'm talking about the mercy covenant, the new covenant. What's the new one? In Hosea 6.6, the new covenant. For I desired mercy, not sacrifice, the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. Romans 9.16, for it's not him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of God that showeth mercy. The father of John the Baptist, Zacharias, in Luke 1, when he was speaking about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, he said he represents to give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring on high hath visited us. In Titus 2.11 it says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. That's the mercy covenant. That's the mercy covenant that's referred to in Jeremiah 31, 31 through 34. There we already covered when he talks about, this shall be the covenant that I'll make with the house of Israel when I put my law in their inward hearts, parts, and write them on their heart. In other words, they, we come to God lawless. We come to God with really mitzvahless. I mean, as far as God is concerned. We think we have a lot of them, but God says they're filthy rags. We come to him, we say, we're, look, we need mercy, mercy, mercy. And then God says, all right now. Now I'll really put my righteousness in your heart. My righteousness, the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'll write it in your heart. So when those lepers, they called out to God, to the Lord Jesus Christ, to have mercy on him, they were calling to God, accept us based on your mercy covenant, not your Torah covenant. And the Lord accepted them and told them to go show themselves to the priest. And that's how the Lord always works. He calls us to go and show our faith by our obedience to what he says. They called on God to hear, to accept them based on the mercy covenant and not on the Torah covenant. And he said yes, but he required them to go show their faith by obeying him. That's what God does with us. We called on him and God says, then prove it, show your obedience. 2 Timothy 2.19, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his, and let every one that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. So that's why it's so important in this passage where it says, as they went, they were cleansed. As they went, they were cleansed. That's just like with Naaman. Only when he dipped himself seven times in the Jordan River was he cleansed. Only as we obey God and make our move to leave sin, that we're freed from sin, as it says, as we already mentioned in Philippians 2.13, God working in us, both to world and to do of his good pleasure. And Romans 7.24-25, through 25, where Paul looks at himself and he says, Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? In other words, he's saying, how can I depart from iniquity? And then he answers the question, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, I can depart from iniquity. And notice that as one of them was healed, and he saw he was healed, the leper, he turns back with a loud voice, he glorifies God, he falls down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. There's only one out of the ten. So why was there only one that gave thanks? 
That's the question the Lord asked. He said in verse 13, he answered, he said, were there not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Why was there only one that turned back to give thanks? What did that one person do that the others did not do? It says, he turned back. He turned back. What he did was that he took time to realize where he had been, a leper, where he was, and he turned back. Deuteronomy 9.7, Remember and forget not how thou provokest the Lord thy God to wrath in the wilderness from the day that thou didst depart out of the land of Egypt until you came into this place. You've been rebellious against the Lord. Don't forget that you provoked the Lord. Don't forget that you were rebellious. Don't forget that he was merciful to you. Don't forget that he forgave you of your sins. Don't forget. Have a token so that it'll help you to remember. That's what's behind the token that God was saying to Moses. Moses, you make sure you do not forget where you are today, questioning who am I. And you remember that when you come as the deliverer and you bring these millions of people here and then you remember that God sent you. I sent you. Let this be a token for you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for being a God who cares so much for us that you foresee the great dangers that we're going to face and you prepare us in advance. Help us, Lord, to listen and to obey. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. Now, if you'd like a free resource to reach a lost Jewish friend, call us today at 1-800-247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051 for your free resource or go to friendshipwithgod.org. Thanks for listening and join us next week.